Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. Hope you've been enjoying it so far. Keep sending in those listener questions. I love getting them and uh, I love answering them because I get to hear more about what it is exactly that, that you want to learn more about and I think it's awesome. So let's go ahead and get into it. Today's episode is about debt and specifically good debt versus bad debt. So debt has a negative connotation and to an extent for good reason, but what debt is good, what debt is bad, I, I thought this episode would be helpful to align your thinking around how debt really works and how to use it to your advantage. So plainly, good debt is defined as money owed for things that can help build your wealth or income over time. That means it's going to increase your future net worth. That's good debt. So an example of that, well, that might be buying a home in which you need a loan to do so. Well, that can be a great way to build wealth and your overall net worth. If you, say, bought a house for $750,000, you likely took out a mortgage to do so, unless you're absolutely balling, in which case, kudos to you. But for the rest of us, it, let's say that home was $750,000, put a down payment on it, and that home, by the time you still owe a mortgage and you still have, you're paying your monthly, well, that home is now worth $5 million. So, of course, there's mortgage involved and debt and all these things, but the, the general example is to show what a mortgage can do for you is, well, great, you now have access to an investment. And what that means is that $750,000 home is now worth $5 million. So that four and three quarters of a million bucks, that's the growth of that investment. Of the course, there's taxes involved in, in that. And w- we explore the best ways to do tax planning and see if that is worth it versus investing. And we look at everything as a financial planner, but from the the general scale of what's good debt, well, buying a home, although can put you in debt, can build your net worth over time. So student loans also get a bad rep as well for good reason, as I've seen some ridiculous interest rates over time. But ultimately, they can be extremely helpful when you think about their use over one's lifetime. $250,000 of student loans is hefty without a doubt, but depending on your career and growth over time, it can truly turn out to be well worth it in the end, especially once you consider all your other options. Community college are great options if you're still trying to limit student debt, especially during the first few years when you are still thinking about what you want to major in and what you want to do with the rest of your life. Although, you know, do we ever really know? Well, I think at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to what's most effective for you. So if you want to attend a four-year university and understand that that experience is worth the loans, well, great, do it. I think it can make a whole lot of sense. And often college is the greatest time of our lives for many people. And taking advantage of that can be awesome. But for those who are trying to be a little bit more financially aware, well, a community college can offer very similar benefits, especially in those early years, because you're really just getting out the general courses. You're doing your English, you're doing your foreign language, you're making sure you have the business background, you got your science, your math. But at the end of the day, when it's time for, okay, here's what I want to major in, well, you can either transfer to an institution that offers exactly what you're looking for, or you can turn out to just continue on the path you're on. So, 
that's a little bit on, on student loans, college, what makes most sense. But today, I also want to get into a business loan. And in terms of loans, I wanted to touch on specifically not exactly how they work, but the stories you don't hear. Because we can talk about that with student loans. We can talk about that with mortgages. We can talk about it with bad debt, credit card debt, anything. But at the end of the day, we don't really hear the stories when the loan goes well. So you take on $500,000 of loans because you went to an expensive college. That'd be a very expensive college. But interest over time becomes half a million bucks. Well, if you become a doctor or a lawyer and pay that off, turns out it was actually well worth it because you now have this income source that's well replaced it. You're doing what you want to do. And that experience is something you can't give up. Now, that's not to say you can't get that in another college, but it's just worth noting. So when you take on a business loan, when you think of any business, actually, every business probably started with a loan at some point. In order to start a business, whether you're in the food industry or retail, getting a business loan is that first step, unless you have other investors or previously saved up money to do so. Well, a business we know can lead to huge wealth. Let's say you become a Chipotle or American Eagle. I have no idea why American Eagle came to mind there, but Chipotle makes perfect sense since I've bought more chicken there than than probably every single human in, in some states. So double chicken always. So at the end of the day, when it comes to a business loan it, it's and you want to start your business, well, a loan's probably where you're going to start. And so taking that loan, of course, there's going to be interest, but it might be well worth it. Now, those are some good debt examples. That's when you take on debt and it turns out you're, you're doing well and you've increased your net worth. Well, debt, as you know, and as we hear about in the news, often works the other way. Credit card debt. Well, what's so dangerous about credit card debt is not just the interest rates that come with it, but it's that they sound innocent. A few missed payments can add up to be so detrimental. But when it comes to credit card debt, here's what I like to think about. It's called the debt snowball method, and it's the best way to pay off credit card debt if you have it. So step one, make a list of all your credit card debt from the smallest to the largest. Step two, pay the minimum amount allowed on everything except the smallest one. So once again, before I get into the kind of the next few steps and some examples, note that is this the most financially beneficial way to pay off debt? Well, maybe not because you could technically invest and try to get a higher return than paying down debt, but it's so much easier to think about it in the sense of getting rid of my debt, getting my emergency fund, and then investing. So this is what I like to recommend, but it depends on where you are at in your financial journey. So back to step two, After I'll, I'll recap step one. Make a list of all your credit card debt. For, remember, from the smallest to the largest. Step two, pay the minimum amount allowed on everything except the smallest one, for example. If you had three credit cards, credit card A has $100, credit card B, $50, credit card C, $25, and the minimum was $10, what you would do in this case is pay off $10 of debt for all of them, except the smallest one. In this case, that would be C, $25. You want to pay off the smallest one as fast as possible. Pay the minimums on them all, and then attack the smallest debt. So the other cards that you're only paying the minimum on, it's not growing, but then you're also helping pay down the debt. This is a lot more effective than trying to track everything and where's the value of this credit card and I'm going to put more towards this one this month, but then next month that one. Well, you end up just losing confidence and then your debt is just swirling. 
So the best way is pay off the smallest ones as fast as possible. Get rid of that that credit card. Once that's gone, take its payment, apply it to the next smallest. Not only is it efficient, but it helps you align your thinking around debt. It creates achievable goals and allows you to see the value of your money rather than trying to attack everything at once, getting disheartened, and then you feel helpless. Don't forget, note, just very important, don't forget to close your credit card after paying them off. You don't want to accidentally have that. So Ari, shouldn't I pay off the credit card with the highest interest rate? Well, yeah, that's a great question. And that's a great option financially, but the financials, as I said, the interest rate isn't usually the problem. It's the behavior and the habits, and the debt snowball method helps you make progress so that you can have a clear plan on how to become debt-free. Lastly, avoid payday loans. If something's too good to be true, it often is. Don't get trapped by clever marketing or what can seem a good deal as they often have hidden fees, and that's how they make money. So it's extremely unethical, but many people fall in that trap, and if they're not aware of what to look for, it can be very hard to see. It's like almost when you're hungry and you want certain food, you open the refrigerator, don't find it, so you postmate it, even when it was right front and center, our brain gets blinded, even when things seem to right in front of you, or maybe that only happens to me. So all in all, avoid bad debt, take on good debt when the opportunity presents itself, and you understand you're taking on debt to potentially build wealth in the future. I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.